Woman! <laughs> Welcome back to Days and Disturbed, a show where we talk about the spooky-ooky and the sticky-icky. On today's episode, my guest and I are on lockdown, since there is a pandemic happening all around us. It got us thinking we need something to lighten the mood. As you can tell, Van Lay is back, people. She somehow escaped the prison that she came from. Van Lay, how did you do it? Well, all I had to do was split myself into 24 different personalities and call one the Beast, which happens to be a shitty superhero whose power is being all of the animals, but also human with superhuman strength to get myself out of there. Very deadpan, very deadpan. I love it. Today's episode is Unusual Dreth. Try not to laugh edition. Yep. I didn't come up with the name. She did. We're going to go for it. Let's get into it. Did I say Unusual Dreth? Yes. But from the top. So we are talking about funny ways people die. And to start it off, we have Heraclitus of Ephesius. <laughs> <laughs> he was a pre-Socratic Greek philosopher and a native of the city of Ephesus. In modern day, it is now called Turkey, but back then it was a part of the Persian Empire. What's 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 the funny giggles? I just I just thought of the phrase, "You shouldn't shit where you eat," <laughs> and they changed the town from Ephesus to Turkey. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. Uh, <laughs> due to the oracular and paradoxical nature of his philosophy and his fondness for wordplay, he was actually called the obscure. He regards himself as a self-taught pioneer of wisdom, which he actually in turn wrote books and books and his fellow philosophers would attempt to read them and came to the conclusion that he was rather unclear in his meanings. Basically, meaning it was a le- it was legible, but it was hard to decipher, which earned him the, the other nickname of the Riddler. If there's any Batman fans out there, I appreciate your existence. <laughs> he describes his philosophy as the Lord who's in the Oracle of Delphi neither speaks nor hides the meaning, but gives a sign. So basically, whoever's smart enough to decipher the, the riddles should attempt it. He's also considered one of the fathers of the concept of becoming or the basic idea of existing or reality known as ontology. Now, Dr. Van Lee, what's the prognosis of his death? He was having a little problem with fluid retention. So he decided to cover himself in cow manure in the town of Ephesus. <laughs> an attempt to treat his fluid retention, but all this did was make dogs eat him to death. That's really a fucked up way to go. That's a stupid way to go. So you saying you say he had he was having problems with what? Fluid retention. I look it up mean? on WebMD. I'm not a fucking doctor. I'm a coroner. Ah, there we go. You don't have to go to med school. And for our next person with an unusual death, we're going to go with Aeschylus. Now, his history is that he was considered the father of tragedies in ancient Athenian times. He lived during the time of the Persian Wars fighting against King Xerxes. 
think the movie or the comics of 300, that's pretty much the same guy. Some of his works, like the Persians and Agamemnon, did have to do with that time in war. He wrote such plays as Seven Against Thieves, The Persians, Agamemnon, and Prometheus Abound. Vanley, Dr. Vanley, what is his prognosis of death? He was killed by a bird dropping a tortoise on his head. And it's legitimately thought to not have just been an accident. People claim the bird thought his bald head was a rock. Wow. That's a beautiful way to die. That is a tragic way to die, honestly. And in, in something so stupid, that is a really tragic way to die. Go out with glory. And the next person on our list is Empedocles. He was another pre-Socratic philosopher of the city of Arcragus, pirates, which is now considered Sicily. His most famous work is something that everyone knows about. It's a theory of cosmology, which gives us the idea of the four classical elements being earth, wind, fire, and air. He also proposed there are two other forces that could have affected the elements in different ways, those forces being love and strife. His his work is pretty revolutionary for its time, but now we can explain explain everything better with science. All of ancient history. Thank you for summarizing that. Pretty much, pretty much. His work was influenced a lot by Pythagoras. In his work on purifications, he challenged the idea of animal sacrifices and the killing of animals for food. So he was the OG original vegetarian for for who whatever boys and girls are out there who enjoy his his work now you can have something else to love about him he had a belief in reincarnation which he thought that when someone attains true knowledge of this spiritual plane that he, you would become divine at that point doctor i'll hand you the scalpel but what was his cause of death we've got Conflicting stories here, as with another fact about all of ancient history. Some people say that he just died of old age, but then Aristotle, who was not alive during the time, wrote that he was convinced he was an actual god and tried to prove his immortality by jumping into an active volcano, which he totally did not survive because he jumped into an active volcano. And the irony of that story is that he was supposed to have said that he was a divine being and somehow he was wearing bronze slippers at the time when he plunged himself into the volcano. What was left behind was his bronze slippers. So people were like, he was no God. He was merely man. The next person on our list is Draco of Athens, another Athenian here. He doesn't have much of a history to him besides being the first legislator of Athens who was ruthless in his lawmaking. Petty crimes would be considered punishable by death or torture. Stealing an apple would be considered being filleted alive or being eaten by lions. Anything was anything was fair game for this guy. He was really, really messed up. So his cause of death actually kind of was sweet revenge for everyone. How did he die? Uh, well, it was an ancient tradition in Athens to show your approval of someone by throwing your hats, shirts, and cloaks at someone, much like you throw roses and bras on stage at the end of a theater performance or concert. 
The story goes that people began to throw so many hats and cloaks and shirts, or just, I guess we could call it clothing, at him, that he actually suffocated under the pile of clothing. What a way to go. Well, what a way to fucking go. Our next person goes by the name of Lee Bay, or as his rapper name is known as, Lee Poe. He's actually another interesting figure in ancient history. He and his friend Dufo, you know, the famed William Dufo, were considered the romantic figures of the Tang <laughs> Dynasty. People at the time considered his. Did if William Dufo was like a romantic figure. <laughs> With his goblin face and stuff. Hey. <laughs> uh they were both considered the, the romantic figures of the Tang Dynasty, and people of the time had considered this era to be the golden age of the Chinese poetry. He wrote over 1,000 poems, 30 of them actually landing him in the Hu Ying Ling Ji, which was. Which was. That book being was an anthology of the best poems during the Tang Dynasty. His poems ranged from from so many different topics celebrating the pleasures of friendship, the depth of nature, solitude, and the joys of drinking wine. So I can really relate to this guy. I'm going to have to read some of his solitude poems to relate to myself during quarantine. I can re- I can read one for you right now. <laughs> Um, he was actually famous for getting very drunk and making poetry while intoxicated. His most famous works were Waking from Darkness, uh, Waking from Drunkenness on a Spring Day, The Hard Road to Shoe, Alone and Drinking Under the Moon, which is going to be ironic and, and we will explain why in just a second, and another poem called Drinking Alone, which is basically a reprisal of Alone and Drinking Under the Moon. This is actually one of the poems titled Alone and Drinking Under the Moon. So you ready for this? I'm going to read one to you. Okay. Okay. Poetry slam. Amongst the flowers, I am alone with my pot of wine, drinking by myself. Then lifting the cup, I ask the moon to drink with me. It's reflection in mine in the wine cup, just the three of us. Then I sigh, for the moon cannot drink, and my shadow goes emptily along with me never saying a word. With no other friends here, I can but use these two for company. In the time of happiness, I too must be happy with all around me. I sit and sing, and it is as if the moon accompanies me. Then, if I dance, it is my shadow that dances along with me. While still not drunk, I am glad to make the moon and my shadow into friends. But then when I have drunk too much, we all part. Yet these are my friends I can always count on. These who have no emotions whatsoever, I hope that one day we three will meet again deep in the Milky Way. Ah, now wasn't that romantic? Can't you relate to this poetry? Uh, The solitude part really hits home during quarantine, yes. Yeah, well, how how can you tell me that this man died? It's not a beautiful death. Uh, He was driving his little boat down the Yangtze River. 
he brought with him his drink of choice and got super, super trashed. So he was like, I love the moon. It's so beautiful. I want to hold you, moon. And basically, legend is that he tried to embrace the moon and fell off the edge of the boat and into the river and drowned. You know, that death wasn't as romantic as I thought it would be. But he did try to embrace the moon, which is a feat that not a lot of men have tried to do in the past. Because that's really stupid. Moving along with our silly ways of dying, we'll go with Hans Stanger. The history goes that he was the mayor of Braunau. I think that's how you pronounce it. Which was once Bavaria and is now called Austria. Some people remember it as the birthplace of Adolf Hitler, but the townspeople really don't want it to be remembered that way. And if you go, if you decide to go there, a lot of people actually bring up this guy's history very fondly. He was well known for his extremely long beard, which was 1.4 meters long. And to the layman who uses the imperial system, that's actually five feet long, which was which I just had to round up. And not much is known about him during his life, but his cause of death is actually the most famous reason uh, people know of above the town. On September 28, 1567, he was sleeping in the town hall where he lived. A fire broke out and in a panic, he forgot to roll up his beard and ran out of the room. He tripped over the very thing he was known for, his beard. He collapsed, breaking his neck in the process. That's just something that the townsfolk today still find extremely embarrassing. His beard was donated to the town's museum, which has been there for the past 460, 5,300 years. That's fucking gross. It's actually been preserved in um, chemicals so that the beard can still looks like what it looked like back then, too. That's fucking gross. <laughs> I've seen pictures. It is a long, long beard. If a guy, if, if anybody grew a you beard that long. You don't have to convince me. I'm five foot two. A five foot beard is a long beard. Oh, my God. That's disgusting. <laughs> not you're disgusting. That's disgusting. Well, okay, it's not disgusting, but it is a definitely it's a flavor disgusting. saver. Okay, yeah, I guess, because it's dragging on the floor. Oh, man. So moving along, we're going to go with a man named Adolf Frederick. He is very well known. At least his cause of death is very well known. He needed to be on this list. Or if we forgot him, I would have kicked myself in the ass. Let me real quick give you the history and then Van Lee will give you the prognosis of his death. Now, he was considered a weak monarch after failing to reconquer the Baltic provinces. He then penned a failed doctrine that was to minimize imports and maximize exports. Because of that, finances in the kingdom are also dwindling. The only positive thing that people could actually talk about during his reign was that there is a lasting internal peace within the kingdom, and the nobles were genuinely happy of this. Now, Van Lee, give us the reason why this guy is so famous. Well, he died in Stockholm on the 5th of February. <laughs> 12th of February. The 12th of February, 1771. After having consumed a meal consisting of lobster, caviar, sauerkraut, kippers, champagne, and 14 servings of his favorite dessert, which is something called a hedvig, with some sort of pastry and hot milk. So he literally ate himself to death. 
He was also allegedly a good husband and a caring father and a gentle master of, for, to his servants. His favorite pastime was to make snuff boxes. What a hero. Which he allegedly spent a great deal of time doing, and his personal hospitality and friendliness were witnessed by many who deeply mourned his death. I added this last part because everything that I've read about him made sure they mentioned like, no, no, he may have died a really weird death, but he was a very kind person and people really missed him. And for those who don't know what a snuff box is, is essentially a cigar holder, but engraved and put jewels are put on this these boxes and stuff like that. It's to keep your cigars or cigarettes fresh. So think of those like silver silver cigarette holders when people are out and about smoking that don't have the cart cart cartridge cartridges cart the boxes the boxes of cigarettes. Now let's jump to the 19th century with Clement Vallandigham. Now as history goes Clement was actually an Ohio politician and the leader of the Democratic anti-war faction called the Copperheads during the American Civil War. He began his practice in law because Edwin W. Stanton, the Secretary of War under Abraham Lincoln's cabinet, was really close friends of his. Edwin gave Clement $500 to go and study law and open his firm. He served under the House of Representatives for two terms. He gave many speeches to Congress trying to find a civil way to end the war of the Union and the Confederacy. I'm not well versed in American history and political jargon, but from what I can gather, he did oppose President Abraham Lincoln and his Emancipation Proclamation. He was considered an anti-abolitionist. There's a lot of political jargon to cover, and I'm not exactly sure what he was trying to what 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 was said in a lot of the articles and everything all the books that i read from him but what i gather is that at at one point he was against the african-american suffrage but then later changed his views during the new departure policy and new depart new departure just basically is is a strategy that the democratic party decided to use to distance themselves from the problem uh the pro-slave history of what of what happened because at one point the Democratic Party that we know now is different than what it used to be back then. He still practiced law all throughout the war, and practicing the law actually gets us to his cause of death. He was in trial defending a man, Thomas McGeehan, who was accused of murder after a bar room brawl broke out between him and another man. That is a tongue twister. To prove his innocence, Clement grabbed a gun, which he believed to be not loaded, and accidentally shot himself in the abdomen and died while demonstrating how the victim might have accidentally shot himself. His client was cleared of charges. For this last part, Van Lay and I couldn't find much information about these people, and most of their history actually isn't really worth touching on. So we're just going to spitfire these last few going all the way through. All right. You ready? Yeah. Ladies first. Who's the next guy? So Thornton Jones. He was a Wales lawyer who dreamt he had slit his own throat. He awoke to realize he had actually slit his own throat in his sleep. He literally woke up dead. (laughs) It's worse than peeing yourself and waking up and being like, oh, I really did pee, pee myself. Yeah, it's a little worse. The next guy we're going to talk about is Tycho Bray, a Danish man who was famous for his astrological research. He had to pee during a dinner party, but it is considered rude to get up before everyone was finished with their 
their dinner. So that, in turn, a blockage developed in his urethra, not allowing him to urinate. And 10 days later, he actually died from, uh, from a buildup of urine in his bladder. Who's the next guy? Frank Hayes, always an underdog. A jockey from Elmont, New York, the only race that this man ever won was his last. Mid-race, he died of a fatal heart attack. The irony of the story was that his horse, Sweet Kiss, did win the race with Frank on her back. So technically speaking, he won. What a, what a shame. And now we're at the tail end of our list. We are at the modern times, meaning the late 1900s to modern day. And to begin our last of the list, we're going to toss it over to Van Lay. Who's our next person? Gary Hoy. He was a Toronto lawyer while in a high rise building demonstrating to a group of visitors that the building they were in had, quote unquote, unbreakable windows. He threw himself against the window, which did not break, but popped out of his frame. So he fell to his death from the 24th floor. Wah, wah. He semi proved a point. He did. Did it break at the it did it did have to break at the at the twenty fourth floor, right? When it hit the ground? I don't know. Well, you suck. Anyways, an unnamed student from Oregon swallowed a newt on a dare. This newt happened to have a pr- to produce a highly toxic chemical and he ended up dying for the same day from poisoning. Wah, wah. Jonathan Capewell was a bit of a germaphobe and had an obsession with personal hygiene. He died from overexposure to a buildup of certain toxic chemicals found in deodorant sprays due to from excessive overuse. Doesn't that sound like middle school all over again? No? I, I don't know. I remember taking showers. All right. I was talking about Axe Spray, but all right. Girls don't wear Axe Spray. They don't? Oh. Kenneth Pinion died Ax, from... D- Axe for her. There was an axe for her. Or it was tag. It was it was another it was an off-brand fucking discount shit. Kenneth Pinion died from getting fucked in the butt from a horse while two of his other trucker buddies filmed him getting fucked. The horse belonged to one of his trucker buddies who filmed bestiality porn while on truck drives. It was you can still see the video online. I'm not saying you should go, but I have see a it. Question. But what's up? Did he fuck the horse or did the horse fuck him? There's a long, long story to it that I can go into detail with if you're comfortable talking about it. Do you want to talk about it? I gave you two options. Okay, what's my options? He fucked the horse or the horse fucked him. Oh, the horse fucked him. All right. Like, well, yeah. Our next contestant is an unnamed man in Virginia who accidentally stabbed himself while playing with his katana while falling down the stairs. Paramedics couldn't save him, which explaining to their officers sounded pretty fucking stupid. And the dude was 28 at the time. Still playing with swords. I can relate. An unnamed woman, I guess she's specifically an Irish woman, in her 40s died from an allergic reaction after having sex with her dog. Which is kind of gross. Yeah. Who's next? Edward Archibald, who finally didn't fuck an animal. <laughs> he was 32 years old from West Palm Beach, Florida, keeping your reputation strong, Florida. Woo! So strong. He choked to death on, quote unquote, arthropod body parts during a cockroach eating contest. So basically, what? he choked on cockroaches during a cockroach eating contest. Florida, why do you do these things to yourself? It's like you're constantly seeking attention as being the worst place. 
that's I don't know if you've ever done this, but you ever like killed a cockroach on accident or on purpose, like by stepping on them. Crunchy. They're like they they produce this like pus like stuff. It's called their guts. Their blood and the guts. Oh, I can't. Never mind. Next subject. Ida Victor Micel, a Brazilian senior citizen in a hospital care, died allegedly from nursing technicians injecting soup directly into her veins instead of her feeding tube. What? That's terrible. Oh, my God. I want to know what's going on with the other patients. (laughs) Who's next? What if it was at least tomato soup so it looked like blood? (laughs) That's what they thought. They they thought nothing of it. They're like, oh, yeah, it was totally just blood. It was going in, not coming out. (laughs) Oh, God. So (laughs) an unnamed man from Belarus bled to death after being attacked by the beaver he tried to grab so he could take a picture with it. You kind of deserve that one, dude. Oh, all these, most of these people deserve it, except for poor I, Ida Vitor Maciel, the soup lady. Poor soup lady. Poor soup lady. Denver Lee Saint Claire. Oh, Saint Claire was a was killed by an atomic wedgie. That is. This was, by the way, the inspiration for this entire episode. <laughs> If you heard our episode on Familicide, we almost put this in the notes and then realized it fit much better here. Thank you to Van Lay for coming up with this topic because I didn't know how fragile human life or how dumb humans can be until I read and did a research on these people. It's it's kind of shocking and disturbing, but at the same time, I can kind of see it with humans. So let me let me let me start this again. Because I will really want to, I really want to soak this in. Denver Lee St. Clair was killed by an atomic wedgie that his stepson gave him during a fight. He was knocked unconscious and the elastic band from his torn underwear was pulled over his head and stretched around his neck, strangling him to death. That is one serious fight. Who's the next guy? Pink Fan! Woo! He was a Chinese chef preparing a soup. One of the ingredients was snake. How did he die? The fucking snake he was going to put in the soup was a cobra that'd been decapitated for 20 minutes and the severed head fucking bit him. I'm terrified. Why would you put cobra in the soup? I'm going to puke. I'm not going to lie. Snake soup doesn't sound too bad. Okay, never mind then. I'm going to go with the next guy, person. It's like a muscle worm. What's that? Snakes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought that was like a muscle worm was a type of worm. I'm like, I have never heard of that. No, they're big, giant, muscly worms with dandruffy skin. Do you like snakes? Yes, but I don't like eating them. Mm, mm, mm. Too carnivorous for everybody then. Stephen Winfrey was was rabbit hunting in England. And suffocated to death after getting his head stuck in a rabbit hole. It's like fucking Looney Tunes. (laughs) (laughs) I fucking swear this happened to like Elmer or some shit. With a Wesley Wabbit. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so he stuck his head in in the hole and he couldn't pull it out. So he just suffocated. Watch the rabbit was just like watching him like in his little rabbit voice, like laughing his ass off being like, this guy's going to die here and now. I hope so. Our next is Daniel Jones, who dug a hole in the sand eight feet deep at a North Carolina beach. He was sitting at the bottom of it when it collapsed and he suffocated to death. 
that's actually kind of scary. That's actually a not a not a fear, but that is kind of a fear. But also, I'm not digging eight feet deep holes in the sand for some odd reason. And then sitting in them. And then sitting in them, waiting for something to happen. Anyways. Natural selection. There we go. Emma Black was on the ferry when she tried to recreate the iconic Kate Winslet's Titanic pose with her arms outstretched near the edge of the boat. She lost her balance, falling from the ninth deck into the water. Her body washed ashore in France eight months later. (laughs) Roderick de la Cruz was convinced he could control electricity, and he touched a live wire and then died from electrocution, as well as third-degree burns. He definitely didn't convince anyone else of his ability to control electricity. That's kind of like the guy who threw himself in the, the volcano. Mr. What was his freaking name again? This is the kind of shit I want to see when someone's like, I'm a magician. <laughs> Watch me do this. <laughs> Die. <laughs> oh, and Pedocles. That's what his freaking name was. Yeah, this is kind of like the whole God complex. Like, no, I'm, I am the most invincible guy on Earth. And here we are. This is why people die, people. Electricity controlled him. Oh, hey, I like that. Electricity controlled him Mm -hmm. versus the other way around. All right. We finished. Everyone, aren't you happy that you found out that you're not as bad as these people? As dumb as you think you are? You're not dumb people. You're very, very intelligent people. You're listening to this podcast. We're here, but we actually have some honorable mentions that we really wanted to talk about, too, since we didn't want to end the episode without giving you guys some last little funnies. So, Van Lee, just fucking finish it off, man. So here's some more sort of just weird causes of death. Um, Found out that laughing yourself to death is an actual thing that can really happen. And it's usually caused by laughing so hard that it leads to asphyxiation or heart attack. Another fun thing was this great molasses flood of 1919. Exactly what you think it is. In Boston, a large tank storing molasses broke and a wave of molasses hit the city. It killed 21 people and injured 150. Sweet, sweet death. Can I, can I interject for a second? Isn't molasses really slow? Like, to, to move? Aren't volcanoes slow? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess. Then people die, still die from magma and stuff like that. Oh, well, there's ash and there's other things attributing to it. And molasses, I don't think there's anything else attributing to it besides... It's liquid form. So people would have to be like looking at it for a long time and get stuck in it. And at that point, they're like, oh, shit. Or their shoes get stuck to it. That's what I'm saying. They get they get they waiting there. The molasses goes over their Who shoes. Who knows how fast it moves when it's that breaks? I guess. OK, continue. You weren't there. I wasn't there. <laughs> um, similarly, in 1814, the Mew and Company breweries vats burst and the streets flooded with beer. Over 320,000 gallons of beer filled the streets and it killed eight people. Hopefully one of them at least drank themselves to death in the London beer flood. Honestly, that doesn't sound like a bad way to die. I mean, as far as this list goes, the next would suck because it's stupid as fuck. Death by selfie. Stop. Basically doing anything on your phone and not paying attention and therefore dying as a result of being completely oblivious to the real world. That's kind of sad. Like, um, I was also reading like stories about it's like more common than you would think for someone to die, like dropping their phone in the bathtub and it electrocuting them like the toaster in the bathtub thing. But that's one suicide, one 
I guess one's social suicide, one's physical suicide. No, not on purpose. Like it, they're I, using their I, phone. I know, but like even the, the toaster part is what I'm talking about. You fool. <laughs> Anyways, continue on before I get pissed at you. <laughs> Heretic. Um, the Tide Pod Challenge. Oh, okay, never mind. This 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 list is over. This one wins. The yes. People reported dead from eating Tide Pods because it's not food. And speaking of food, you can also die from holding your poop in. Death by constipation can happen as well. Honestly, when I'm at work and there's no toilets around, I have this problem. I hope one day I actually don't die from needing to use the restroom. I really hope that's not a way to that's not the way I I die because I don't want you guys to write that in my tomb. Or because we're all out of toilet paper from coronavirus so people stop pooping. Oh yeah, way to bring it all the way back around. Good job, Van Lay. Thanks. All right, so that was our list. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you liked the episode, please find us again at Google or Apple Podcasts. You have found us at silvertongueaudio.org before, and you can still find us there. If you wish to message Van Lay, there is no way to message her. This person is an enigma. I can't even find her. She just shows up at my house sometimes. I'm off the grid. Fuck that shit. <laughs> um, you can find us at. Let's see. You can find us at Gmail. I almost forgot my own my own Gmail at days and disturb podcast at Gmail dot com. If you wish to message me personally, I have an Instagram called days and disturb podcast. We now have a Twitter. The name is fucked up. It's Days and Disturb One. It, 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 it couldn't fit my entire name, so I just said screw it. And any last things you wish to say, Van Lay? If you dumb. die in a dumb way, it's natural selection. And I'm sorry if I make fun of you, but if I die in a funny, dumb way too, I hope someone talks about it on a podcast as well. Bye, guys. Bye bye, everybody. We love you. So let's go ahead and jump to the 19th century with Clement Vallandigham. He is a pretty famous case. If you know him, don't don't tell anybody until I finish telling people, which I don't know how you're going to tell. That didn't work. Our next guy is Lobe, or as I found out his name was, Lopelipo. Shit! Well, what a terrible way to go. Next going on our list is Adolf Fredrickson. Fred, Frederick. Adolf Frederick. All right, we'll go with that one. So actually, he's a, you may not know the name, but he's actually a very famous case of weird ways people die. He is, Yo, what's up? That's why he's on this list. Yeah, no shit, me. <laughs> so let me give you the brief history and then Van Lay will take over and, and let you know why he's, he is the most popular out of this entire list. He was considered a weak monarch after failing to reconquer the Baltic provinces. Finances in the kingdom were also dwindling, so a lot of people were at, were getting nervous with him in, 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 in power. There was also a failed doctrine that was to minimize imports and to maximize exports, which didn't seem like it worked at all. That didn't seem like it would work in the, in the beginning. The positives of his, reign, of his reign was that there was a lasting internal peace within the kingdom and that the nobles were genuinely happy with him even though he wasn't doing much for the kingdom. Mm. La, 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 Fuck. Well, what a way to go. 
our next person. <laughs> Shit. And now we come to what we have left of this list. We have what who has died recently. May they rest in whatever the fuck they, they're resting in now. May they rest in the dirt. So we're here at the modern times from the 1900s to modern day. And we're going to start our list off with Gary Hoy, a Toronto lawyer who was in a high rise building demonstrating to a group of visitors that the buildings that were that had. And now we're at the tail end of our list. This is the people of the late 1900s to the modern day. So we're going to start off with Gary Hoy, a Toronto lawyer who was living in a high rise building demonstrating to a group of visitors. I don't think he was living there. Amongst the flowers, I am alone with my pot of wine, drinking by myself. Then lifting my cup, I ask the moon for drink to drink with- Fuck! <laughs> to be or not to be? Silver Tongue Audio If you have an itchy asshole, where do you go? Where do you go to itch it? I mean, I know where to go, I mean, but if you're in public, you can't itch it anywhere. You know what I mean? Hello, everyone. This is your friendly neighborhood NPC, Paul Logan. And I'm here to talk to you about a new podcast that I'm adding to my network. I could do fat jokes because I was fatter than I am now, but now I'm kind of like slightly overweight, which is cool with me, but I want to get to know overweight. It's funny. It's crass. It's fantastic. And so that's the last image my wife's going to see me. I don't want to do that. My kid walks in. I got the double chin looking fat as fuck with the poison. With, you know, you ever see in the movies and shit, when you have poison, your eyes are wide awake. You know, your mouth is all fucking wide open and your face is purple. But with the double chin, you ain't going to look cool. And it's hosted by a dear friend of mine, Mr. Alex Midnight. Podcast is called Midnight by the Bay. It's coming soon to a silver tongue near you. <laughs> 